Welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host, KB, and I would like to introduce you to industry professionals and people who successfully made their path to the video game industry. I hope that you will enjoy the podcast and get useful tips that will bring you closer to achieving your dreams. Now, let's get right into the podcast. Welcome to the GameDev.TV Podcast, Sonia. So. Hello. The best intro to you is a game developer and a part-time mage, right? Isn't that on your Facebook? <laughs> uh, I am known as a game developer and a part-time mage. I cast a few spells in between my day job. Uh, mostly I do AR, VR, game dev, and like silly side projects just for fun. And also let them know, so you were one of my first, like the one of the first fans who reached out and was like, I appreciate what you do. And now look where you are. You're here on the podcast. Yes. Hey, how does it's it magical. feel? <laughs> it, it is magical because honestly, I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity in a weird way because it's like I would listen to you every day during my commute. That blows me away. On the, <laughs> on the Game Dev TV podcast. And like I watch all the videos and all the tutorials and like they're gospel to me. So this mm-hmm. is a blessing just being here and like interacting with the whole team and especially you, KB, because like you're awesome. Oh, no. stop. No, you're awesome. K- That's you, you're... you got KB with the KD hey, on Battlefront. Let's go. Oh, yeah, we can it on Battlefront, too. Don't even yeah. get me started. But, yeah, but... so let's get started with your whole life story, you know, right yeah. to the beginning. No, I'm just kidding. But let's go with when did you start getting into games? I have always loved games. I was a wee girl. Uh, the no, first game girl. that wee I sports? tried to play, we. No, not that kind of Wii. Uh, the first game that I tried to play was Lion King on PC. I don't know if you guys remember those Lion King games or Disney games that would come out on discs. But like, A little bit. I never they played were rough. Them. Yeah. Yeah. You have to put in like six different floppy disks to be able to play one game. It was a lot. Six but, different um, floppy disks? What? It was a lot. And then the Pocahontas one as well. But I remember like... I put peanut butter on the disc one time and tried to put it in. And that was like my first like, oh crap. Wait, wait, you put peanut butter on purpose? By accident because <laughs> oh, I was okay. a kid. You were like, is this and a little so, piece like, of toast? <laughs> right. I was just hanging out, you know, playing games. And then after that, I was like, oh man, I got to bug fix this. <laughs> you know? And so I tried to like beginning. make sure I could fix the game. It didn't happen. Oh, but it no. started to see that led you to where you are now. It led the seed. And then, of course, I'm a 90s kid. I love N64. I love Game Boy. I love GameCube, uh, Dreamcast, Sega Genesis. My first console was an SNES. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mine was a Sega. Remember that? I love a Sega. Mm -hmm. I had a Sega Genesis. We played Mortal Kombat on that. It was the coolest game around, you know? Yeah, of course, Sonic. fatalities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've always loved games since I was a kid. But the first obsessive game I ever had was The Sims. To where oh, it was like, really? the, this like, is hours Sims of my Sims day. Sims. The original Sims that came out in, I believe, 2001. Uh, 2000? 2000. Not, not SimCity, The Sims. Oh, yeah, definitely yeah. just The Sims. Oh, you yeah. know how many hours I put into Sims? Oh, man. It's just how too many. many. Too many thousands of hours because I always wanted so I used to use cheat codes, but then I decided okay. like, hey, let me build a family from scratch and like go down to generations. The thing that pissed right. me off though was when I made it to like the second or third generation, the game crashed. And I was just like <laughs> the ah. game crashes all the time. The more mods you have, the more it's like, uh ah. 
Yeah, but you want the mods, yeah. so. No, okay. I would I would spend like life there, and then in high school, I ended up being a WoW player, and so I played WoW, WoW play. like oh wow, yeah, World of Warcraft. I played that like religiously to the point where I actually stopped going to school at one point just to play WoW. Wait, what? And then it took yeah, I I stopped school for a year just to play WoW and work at like a restaurant, but uh, now so was this I high know school? this is in high school. Now I know, like, that's not healthy, right? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> and how I have learned the hard way. How did they let you, your parents were like, cool with it? Well, I was in like homeschool. Gotcha. Right? But it was the kind of thing where it's like you turn in your work as you go. So um, I would just play WoW mm -hmm. for like a whole year. So that was, yeah, that was a hard break. How did you get back into the swing of things from playing a whole year of WoW? It was tough because it was one of those things where it's like cold turkey, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then that's like your community. So it's it's a hard break. Uh, but after WoW, I had Skyrim in college. I missed They released Skyrim again, what, five days ago? Yes. Oh, man. I had... Thank you, Todd Howard. Yes. <laughs> I actually Thank bought you. it again. <laughs> You know, every time I buy it, I don't even get mad because I, I respect the hustle. I respect the ingenuity, the marketing. Like, why not, you know? I mean, like, I don't, I get why people get upset, but, like, they need to make money while they're making another game. But I don't get tired of, like, playing any re-released version of Skyrim. <laughs> That's Same. the other thing. I... And it's just, like, giving me more Skyrim on a different platform. Thank you. Yeah, more mods. So now they added fishing which i was like i remember originally i was like that's it but then then i bought it again i was like of course of course i did <laughs> you know the irony is like i still i barely play skyrim vr it, it's not which right it's depressing because it's so good actually for when it came out it's amazing mm -hmm. it is amazing but um, a star wars game like that where you start picking up people throw like i remember you saw something on facebook where somebody like you had a lightsaber and was like stabbing someone and then <sighs> someone came and attacked them and picked him up. And I was like, yes. what is this? I, I haven't never played it. That's a Wendy's. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a Wendy's, Dang. sir. Oh but um, no, it's, it's one of those things like I have to be judicial about my game time because then it becomes like obsessive. And so then when I got True. to college, the whole Skyrim thing, I didn't go to class for two months. No, but like <laughs> it, it was a problem so <laughs> when i switched to computer science actually i was what you start off with i was communications i wanted to be a journalist oh. i was a really good writer yeah. and i thought like that was the way to go and i wanted to work for ign as a journalist oh, and then no i found way. yeah and then i found out day. like it wasn't really what i wanted to do when i got in the classes so Isn't I switched a shame? to computer science, man. Yeah. So, like, how was it? How long was that process deciding, like, hey, this is actually isn't well, for me? Was that immediate I, or? I got there like two and a half years in until in I got. Yeah, until I got to my core classes for my. Oh, oh, that's not bad. So it's like you know you have to redo all of like you know, all of your high school classes basically all over again to get those credits, and then once you get to your major classes, it's like okay, this is the. The bread and butter of what you're going to be doing mm -hmm. forever i was like oh apa format i mm. don't know chicago style yeah <laughs> i don't know i hate all the formats it's just i don't know like, 
there's so much constraints. I just said, let me tell whatever I want to tell. Right. I'll, I'll make sure like it's all nice. Like reblog writing is yeah. more authentic. Even if you can spell check, that's fine. But like, yeah. So it just wasn't for me. And then I realized that IGN headquarters was in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota. And mm. I was like, that's not really for me either. So my plan had fallen apart for college. And I was like, okay, I don't know what I want to do. But my friend Rachel, she had just graduated uh, and she had a CS degree, computer science. Yeah. And she was making great money. She had just applied to Google. She had all these job offers and she was getting offers from overseas with crazy benefits. I was like, wow, that's really awesome. Like, you know, how hard is it to get into computer science? <laughs> and she's like, it's, the question. it's a lot. And I was like, that's, I could do it. I mean, I, I'm a pretty hard worker and, you know, boy, when I tell you the learning curve, when I first started, like, yeah, so what was it took like? a minute, it took a minute because, well, okay, here's the other thing. Back then when I first started college, they didn't have game development schools. Yeah, not really. Wait, when did you start? Not at all. I started college in 2011. Oh, okay. And then, okay, oh, you went to Kennesaw 2015. No, I mean, I was at Kennesaw in 2011, but then I changed oh, wow. my major after three years as a communications so in 2015. major. That's funny, because I was there at Kennesaw in 2015, seeing my hey. cousin graduate, and I was like, oh my gosh, wow, you were there too. Who do you go out? Small world, woo! Yeah, I mean, I it's a great school, but they didn't have, at the time, they didn't have a computer science department. They had one floor on the third story of the science building. And one that floor. was it. And it was more like tucked away and like, okay, computer science. Yeah, it's like those are those people, computer science, game development. Right. And they were like this biology lab. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty. You know, it's lagging a little bit. No. Doing like. Oh, it is? The yeah. connection? Yeah, let's give it like a second. Oh no. Oh, because now I can hear you, but you're like okay. eyes are closed. That's kind of kind of oh, funny. Oh no. <laughs> I gotta screenshot this. Is it my headset or oh we're back. We're live. All right. Please, well, dear Lord, don't let the power go out again. Okay. Yes. I think we're good. I think it was just so I was saying that uh the computer science department was one floor, which was like six office you know, suites. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the science building was like chemistry, biology, physics, whatever. And it felt like we were really underrepresented. Like we only had three professors, you know? And then they yeah. did a merger with SPSU. And then it was like the red carpet got rolled out for all these resources. They got us Alienware computers. Ooh, they actually made alienware. a game program. But the tough thing was we were the guinea pigs of yeah, game design as a college program. Yeah. And so the curriculum wasn't developed at the time. And, like, I think that the people that pulled it through and got all the students through those times are miracle workers. Because there was no, like, standard for teaching game development at a collegiate level. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what, did, what stuff did you learn? And during that time? So at that time, it was more based on, oh, you guys are already computer science right this way. Gotcha. You no. Know? And so it was a very easy segue for most of the courses. But the thing that was the hardest 
was learning, okay, I'm taking these abstract computer science concepts and math, applying it to a 3D engine. Hmm. When they threw Unity in, that's when it became like completely different. But for me, I learned more on Unity than I did like the abstract math concepts and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. You're actually doing it. You're creating the games. You're seeing your progress. Right. Yeah. Like I, I can like I think see I the it. scene. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you're in the editor, you can test things. You can change uh, values. You can create your own scripts and kind of like mess around. When you're just thinking of abstract concepts, like oh yeah, the collection set in C plus plus. You know. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, uh, what library does that belong to? You know, like yeah. it's one of those things that you can learn as much as you can from book smarts, but practicing and actually like making your own games, making your own test projects, even the homework, homework kicked my butt on a lot of. What data was the homework like? Stuff, some but... like what was yeah? What was the instructions like? It's funny because I'm about I to witness all that. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so I am very proud to say I took data structures three times. Hey. And that is because the first time it was just way over my head. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was working full time and I was like, this, my brain's just not getting it. Second time I really did try. And I was still like, I feel like I'm touching pieces here, but this is not sinking in. The third time I took it as a summer class, but we were mm -hmm. there for like five hours per class. And so it was five kind hours. of like a little, Dang. yeah, it was like a montage every class of like, learn all this code, now practice, learn all this code, now practice. Mm -hmm. But that compressed environment, kind of like a boot camp, made it to where I learned it really fast. And now I know pointers, like nobody's business. There you go. That's, that's it all that just, matters. It was just one of those important. things. Yeah. You have to kind of like practice every single day. So what does the practicing look like? Is that like four or five hours a day? Is it well, like okay, so our class, of... we'd have lecture for like an hour mm -hmm. and then we would take little breaks of like 15 minutes because he's like, I see no one is listening. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I see everyone is asleep. This is the summer. We're in Georgia. It's hot. There's a window right there where you can see everybody just running around having a great time. Yeah. Um, I get it. Nobody wants to be here. Let's get through the lecture. And so we'd be like, okay, lecture is an hour. We get a break. Then we come back for like a little bit of a lab. And then after that, he's like, okay, take these pieces and I'll teach you one more thing. And then you complete the lab. Once you complete the lab, you can completely go home. Gotcha. So it got really would, bright in your room. Oh, <laughs> sorry. My, uh, my emotion light probably was for my chair. Um, like, whoa. What? But, uh, <laughs> so the labs would be the hardest part. We would be getting it with the lecture, like, oh, yeah, this is easy. Mm -hmm. Then he would give us, like, the practice part at the very beginning, and we'd be like, okay, this makes sense. Right. Yeah. And then at the very end, it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. <laughs> you know, and everybody would be, like, whispering it to each other because you have, like, 20 people in a room, like, you understand line number five. I, I am so lost. Like, can you mm -hmm. please help me? And the Ooh. miracle was that I took the class before. So you and were the so, one that everybody went to? Well, they thought I was a genius because, like, I'd be the first one out every day. I'd be like, all right, bye, guys. Uh, but I found a lot of help teaching other people because it reinforced my learning. And now it's like I really get it if you can understand it, to explain it to someone.
Now those but, moments are really good when you can teach someone else because you basically have to be like, do I know what I'm talking about? And then help yes. this person understand it in a way that they can even teach more people. If you can't yes. do that, then it's like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. So it forces you. So that's just good. We should have more yep. people teaching. There should be a mentorship and game that TV where people teach each other. I feel like it should be like a requirement almost with your job to where because of our industry, right? When you're working with other people the way that we do, you have to be able to communicate these like complex ideas and systems and designs to people without worrying about like, oh, am I teaching them this correctly or, am, you know, are they misinterpreting what I'm saying? It's a lot of like give and take as far as that goes. But the more that you teach other people, the more that it reinforces everything that you know, even if you're wrong. You can be yeah. like, oh, I'm actually, I don't know about that. Let's look it up together. Oh, yeah. Especially you know? when I ask you a question, you're like, you know, actually, I don't know the answer. It kind yeah. of should be this. But yeah, I've, I've had that multiple Those times. are the best moments, though, because then it's like, okay, now I definitely know. And it's a more memorable experience, mm -hmm. you know? And instead of saying, so, like, oh, I know it, and you don't, and then you'll never learn. That is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> that is embarrassing. And people will find out very quickly, like, hey, man. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Why? Why are you lying? Code, your code's not running. Your code's not running. Code's yeah. not optimal. The compiler said not going to work. But um, but yeah, so data structures is hard. But I honestly think the hardest class I had was algorithm analysis. That just sounds hard. You're analyzing our algorithms? Yes, for efficiency level. And then you're learning all the different types of algorithms and then choosing which would be the best algorithm based on a given set of circumstances actually it sounds like a fun class. it's like a problem solving class yeah. right yeah however <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot of calculus and that's what makes it oh. kind of, that's my achilles heel is calculus <sighs> so it's like oh. how much right, calculus this, do you use today today in my everyday work yeah a lot of the tools that i use have built-in functionality to where I can use like a math library that has calc functions built in. Mm -hmm. That being said, I do use mostly like acceleration of force and velocity and things like that and getting the instantaneous time for animation frames, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I definitely use calculus for mm -hmm. Bezier curves and you know, things like yeah. that, partitioning uh, images to optimize sprites. However, I'd never write it down on a piece of paper. <laughs> I'm, I'm always doing it, you know, with the tools that I'm using. Yeah. And so it's my school. They have a rule that you cannot use a calculator on an exam. What? Yeah. And so that must have been being, tough for you. Oh, it no. being my uh my Achilles heel, which sucks because middle like, school, like I know the formulas. Yeah, I just mess up on the smaller parts, you know, and then adding the answers back up together. And so I would just make the stupidest mistakes or run out of time, and then it was just I took calculus five times. Five times. Five times. Okay, so you've taken data structures three times and calculus five yes. times. Yes, it has been an upward Everest climb. Like, so it has been just... To any aspiring game developer who's like, I have to get all my classes all A's, I can never fail a class, <laughs> what do you tell them? 
I tell them that there's something that you are missing for why you are not absorbing like the information. And it is a trial and error thing, but you have to be committed enough to actually take the time to discover what that piece is. Ooh, I like, like that. I know with math, that my Achilles heel is math. It's, it's almost like my brain turns off as soon as somebody starts speaking in equations to me and proofs, right? So no, same. I have to train my brain, like activate my prefrontal cortex and say, hey, it's math time. Silence everything else and just literally have open space to think about the problem. And the other thing is a lot of college students, I know, as one that <laughs> did it myself, will rush to study. And if you're smart to the point that you pick up things with every other subject, you're like, why do I not get this? Why do I not get this, man? And if you pick up other things naturally and that's the one thing that you're like, it's just not sinking in, it's really confusing. And so then it becomes like a self-doubt thing. You have to train your mind that it's not your inability it's just that you need to practice more and Beautiful. my favorite my favorite professor shouts to professor lewin at kennesaw state university he is the best math professor i've ever had and he changed the way that i look at math because he said you should be able to memorize it like mary had a little what you don't say ostrich no you say lamb yeah, and so it's it should be second nature, just like it should be reading or writing. It's a language. And so he really revolutionized the way that I look at it instead of just like, oh, I have to just do this problem set as this is a tool to be used. And once that switched, it's like it all made sense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it, it was a paradigm shift of just looking at the problems as not so much, oh, I, I hate math. You know, I can't do this. I suck at math. It was more so like, well, how many times is it going to take for me this rule for this theorem until it really, like, I just know it, you know? And even then, like, if I slip up, I can reference it, but I do know the general principle. Yeah. You know? And the other thing that Lewin taught me about math is that it's relationships. It's just like how you would structure a sentence. You know, all the rules apply the same. It's just a matter of manipulating those rules. So it was just really, exactly. <laughs> Especially without a calculator. Mm, um, tough. So it was, it was really great to have a professor that cared and that really took the time to say like, you're not stupid. You're not like incapable of ever understanding math. It's just that you have not approached it in a way with an open mind, you know? Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, like, I can use math for games all day long. Like, give me vector math. I don't care. Give me some linear algebra. No big deal. But calculus was one of those things that was, like, for some reason, there was a mental block where I, as soon as I knew that it was calculus, it was like, oh, no, you know? Oh, okay. Do you think you so, saw that? on your own or it was like put into you because you're like oh math's hard calculus is kind of weird i think it was because i failed algebra one and two in high school and middle school 
So it was like ever since then, I had like this chip on my shoulder that like I'm just not good at math. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's oh. it's not like anybody says like I'm just not good at read. I mean, some people might. I don't know. But <laughs> no, I've got that a lot. People be like, but, I'm not but good most at most people can read like regular street signs and whatnot. And if you give them a book, most people can read it, right? Like. Yeah. And I think math is the same. It's just that we don't treat it that way. And it's one of those things that it's a practice thing. Like the more you practice, the more you use it, the more it becomes second nature, you know? I guess the difference between reading, writing, and math is we always use reading and writing every day. Mm-hmm. Math, it's like you don't always use it every day. And if you are, it's very simple math. So you're not improving in like every day. Like nothing could be reading and writing. You're getting right. better without you trying. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom is one of those people that she's like a human computer. Really? <laughs> and so like she is one of the type of people that if she goes to the grocery store, not only has she already couponed everything she is going to get, but she knows to the penny, like after I put this in the cart, this is this much plus, plus tax. No, whatever. she what? And she knows. And if it's like, she you know, explain how anything she does off. No, she just. She just knows as she's going along, you know, like, OK, running total. And then as it's checking out, like if it's wrong, you know, she'll be like, no, this is the price. But my mom also can do like complex division and like crazy algorithms in her head. And so it was really tough for me to try to like ask my mom for help with math and be like, can you help me? Because she would be like, oh, you just, you don't get it. You don't see that simple. Like, did you ever ask her like how she just got it? Like. What was different in her mind that she was able to just like, oh, I get this. It's easy. Or, oh, I memorize this. Why can't you? I mean, I would, but she would say like, oh, why don't you just read the chapter again? And then you'll be fine. And it's like but I the diagram. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. Like, you already did twice. Yeah. Well, technically, I took five classes. Like, what do you right. mean? <laughs> I know I need to build a fence, but it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, it was one of those things where it was like, I had to kind of just figure it out. Professor Loon, of course, but everybody learns differently, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited because the work that I do now is in educational games. That's one of the reasons why I chose my concentration as educational games when I switched to game design instead of computer yeah. science. Because I want to be able to help kids that were in my situation that they would not be able to see a way that they could learn a certain STEM project or any kind of concept that just wasn't clicking for them in the right way, if they're able to see it in virtual reality and augmented reality in any kind of mixed reality where it makes sense to them, where the wheels click and they're like, oh, yeah, I get this. It's familiar. Are you talking about like all education or just like math and science? All education. All education. No, I think it's 100% true. Because the kids history... now do not like to read. Oh, like, yeah. No, who does? I, I love, love reading. to read. Yeah. yeah. But like anybody I know you, else, yeah. you're an author and yeah, and I love reading. But like if I talk to other kids about reading, they're like, this is too long. Yeah, right? I'm like, come yeah. on. It's books. I know it's weird to me because like, I'll play games, movies, and shows, and books. But like everyone else is just and like TV shows, movies, and that's it. Books. They're like, even like mm. people skip cutscenes. And I'm like, what? you know, I see people all the time skip cutscenes and I'm like, Somebody spent a week writing this and editing it, right. and then what? they animated the <laughs> they animated the face capture. Like, why would you skip it? You know, there's so many good stories that they're only told in books, and they're actually better because they're more in depth. 
Have you heard exactly. of the Renegade? And it's your own imagination. Yeah. The Renegade, the, yeah. The really Renegade trilogy with Arch Enemies and stuff. Oh, it just... I have all Wheel of Time now. is coming out this month. Ooh. And I am so excited. Like, I'm only on book six out of 14, but six I'm still stoked. That's yeah. the thing that was kind of harder for me now to beat games, to read books, that much. There's just so much to do and sleep. Yeah, what is that? I wish we could like somehow not sleep or like do oh, like dude. Doctor Strange. If I could, if I could do like astronaut food and like okay, maybe sleep the one day food. a week. Oh, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. But this is like just all your nutritional value. I'll just take a shake. All, all your <laughs> your stat sheet is refilled. You know, like Nuka Cola, Sims. Right? Oh my god! <laughs> and just stats up. Get everything stats up, just one serving, and then you like probably hibernate once a week, and then you're good. Right? You mean like you're literally talking about a Sims character? Because I would do the same thing. I would have them like yes. eat one thing, and I'm like, go hard, go work on a skill, go do this until, until they dead. scream at you like, yeah. Ah. Oh my god, you can rest. Barely. Yeah. And then you see them like crouched up in the yeah. corner, like, oh no, I'm dead. I'm like you're gonna love it. I promise. You're going to be rich. You're going to have all the stuff you want. They're like, I've been outside for 10 days with this broken hot dog barbecue or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your Sims will just make hot dogs for no reason. Yeah. I'm like, like, what are you doing? You know how to make better food. Yeah. Come on. Oh, I love making all the characters learn how to cook like really gourmet foods. Oh, yeah. God, you see, no astronaut food here. We got like steaks, chicken parm. They have turkey Hank. dinners like any time of the week. Yeah. They just yeah. pull stuff out of the endless fridge. <laughs> awesome but yeah no i, get I love the saying. sims way too much though because it becomes one of those things where it's like this is the life i could be leading no <laughs> <If> nothing mattered <laughs> go travel just yeah <laughs> go see the go world go chase gas watch or yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. really <laughs> excited for new sims 5 i have not okay so this comes back to the world of warcraft and skyrim problem yeah i had to cut cold turkey the sims the last time I played was in 2020, like beginning of quarantine. And I had to just, you know, it was either work and school or, or Sims. Sims. Yeah. Starting wow. a YouTube channel and living that way. I should have just done the YouTube channel, to be honest. That would have been pretty good for 2020, but you wouldn't be where you are it's, today. It's tough, but it's tough because there's a lot of like really good architects and, you know, modders and that's the thing. Like, I enjoy just derping around more than I do building anything, honestly. And it the rooms seems. that I build, yeah, the rooms that I build are ridiculous. I'll be like, we're going to have a pool party. Then we're going to have, like, a dungeon and then a library. And, oh, that's know. so cool. Is that something and a then, castle? I don't know, like, a dance club upstairs just for no reason. Like, yeah, why not? None of these houses make sense, and they're not sellable <laughs> for YouTube. True. But still, yeah. it worked out for you because now you are where you are. So yeah. let's talk about the um, educational stuff you were built. You made a studio called Pandemonium. Is it? I did. Pandemonium. Am I saying that right? Pandemonium. Yes. yes. Pandemonium games with the panda. It still lives on in my heart. I have taken a break from it, even though the, technically there is still one game in development. But that one is like, that's a story like I'm still processing as the writer and trying to come back to the characters that I made. You know what I mean? It's not easy. It's not. No. And you know as a writer. Because oh, yeah. it's like... My book's gone through so many iterations. It's it, it comes from you, though. And so it's like when you go through it, you can actually imagine 
where your character is thinking and what choices they have. You know what I mean? Like, and you also have to make sure it's not the same as you, unless the character is literally you. Because yeah. you're like, oh, I would make this choice, but like that character wouldn't in that moment. In fact, they might freak out and do something you hate. So you That's have to like detach thing. yourself from that character. Yeah. Yeah, and it, since it is a game, so I will spoil it that it is a dating sim type of game to where mm-hmm. you, uh, you know, that kind of genre. It's a choose your own adventure type game RPG. But since you are having multiple choices or multiple people that you could be with, it's one yeah. of those things where it's like I have to think outside of the box of whatever I would say, <laughs> you know, and just Which think of so like hard. it is hard because it's like you know. It's either extreme evil or like extreme good person. And yeah, it's finding middle ground and like creating re- realistic characters that are relatable. Like, would you hang out with this guy? I don't I don't know. Yeah. Just line funny. I don't know. But you got to make so, it like interesting enough where it's like, even if they don't like the person's actions, you're like, ah, but I want to see what's going on. I want to see what the person will do. Everybody That's, loves a villain. Yeah. So I always like making the villains. So mm-hmm. but, the yeah. complex villains. Some people don't like the like, you know, great like black and white villain who's just like, yeah, I just want to take over the world. It's like, all right, cool. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I love a complex villain. Like, somebody I could just like have a glass of wine with and like, you know, talk about vacationing in a summer home. And then they're like, oh, and by the way, I'm going to do this crazy thing. You and know, like, like Fable. I don't like agree Fable with almost. <laughs> yeah. And you're just sitting there like, oh. But like, let's get more drinks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. It's, I do still have a game for Pandemonium, but I uh, kind of put it on hold since I'm working full time. But yeah. it's kind of like my passion thing. So the good thing is that I can funnel all of my creativity into that without any inhibition on creative control. Yeah. And then I still get to learn all the cool new stuff and use the cool technology at work. So once I it's do get back up to speed, yeah, I don't feel left out. Mm-hmm. Although I do want to bring all the stuff from work home with me. I just, I have yeah, my cool Oculus, stuff. but <laughs> yeah. I need to get an Oculus. You PSVR. really, really do. Like, <laughs> I know, I know the Facebook thing. I understand. The I Facebook it. thing. Wait, what? Hold on. The I metaverse. Uh... What do you mean? Okay. So what are your thoughts on that? Cause I'm so happy. I'm excited. I'm, I am. I really don't even care if they take all my data. I'm so happy about it at this point because it's what VR should have always been. Like it should be a an interactive 3D world, a dimension within our own dimension. There shouldn't be rules of, you know, oh, it has to be this regulated or that, or, you know, it should be like Westworld, but without the horrible, you know, robots attacking the humans part. However, no, we, don't want that. Um, we don't need that, Mark Zuckerberg, but it's... Just, I don't really think he's going to be that bad. Like, these conspiracies get outrageous. I mean, they get outrageous, but I feel like... There's legally, some truth to they it. can't do that much, you know? Yeah, right? The only thing, yeah. I, the reason why I'm so excited is because they're going to help build towards a world where, and everyone else is going to come in and make it the way they want it. Yeah. So, I like, mean, look at VR chat. Yeah. I mean, as ridiculous as VR chat is... You know, it's it opened a lot of places to where people could imagine things and be people that they always wanted. And I think that is the key element of the metaverse, you know, trademark or not. 
being whoever you want to be and experiencing things outside of your body, but that you can still viscerally feel what more would you want in a game? Yeah. You know, and it's just, like, I was watching a cool video. I'll send you it later too, but it's not really changing what we already have. It's just adding a pawn to it. So it's like, it's, it's a internet layer. 3.0. Yeah. We don't yeah. really own the internet. We just own like a website and like, cool. But now you can start owning spaces and digital yes. land. And yes. And it's just, it's wild to think about where we're going. And, and it NFTs. makes sense to us. Yeah. Oh my, I've been <laughs> listening to your episodes on NFTs and I have invested in engine. Yes. And yes. I am following. I'm on the train. Do you so, also follow Josh? Lover? Yes. He's oh, yeah. amazing. Are you in all our group chats? You should. Oh, boy, am know. I. I don't always answer because I'm usually working and I'm like, oh, man. Wait, I don't think you're fun. in an NFT one. I'll invite you that one. There's an NFT group. Yeah. I'm so, I, I didn't know you were into NFTs like that. Okay. <laughs> no, Jerick, you and I have been getting really, really into crypto. And so, like, yeah. So, my cousin, what's it called? It was yesterday or day before, bought a crypto, a punk, whatever, the a punk, $30. The next day he woke up, it was like $2,300. Which? Uh, the ape one. We will have to follow up with this. Yeah. And immediately. I was like, yeah. And I was like, like, I get it. But like, I'm like, why yesterday? What happened yesterday? They made it go up 9,000%. So that's I'm a, just, I want to retire by the time I'm 35. Oh, we're going to make that happen. I turned 29, or I'm sorry, I turned 29 this year. I will be 30 next year. So, like, we're on a tight oh, no, we schedule got this. to get this crypto. Oh, no, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Just make sure you, like, keep putting in some over time, and boom. When the time hits, you're going to be like, what? But, yeah. yeah, remember, this isn't financial advice. We're just exploring our passions and the way the new world's going to be built. I am going to tell Tom Howard, Todd Howard, how to get Skyrim to the next level on crypto. I love or how NF you said that and like him on next NF level. NFTs <laughs> for dragons. Done. Yes. Oh, yep. they would make so much money. I would. Where do I sign up? Yeah. You know how much money I've spent on Elder Scrolls Online? Oh, you have Elder like, Scrolls Online? Why haven't we played? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Sonia and I am an addict. <laughs> I am addicted to MMORPG games and I will spend all of my time and money and forget about the rest of the world if I play these games. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, a lot of people do make good money that way. Yeah. Um, Look, you can be addicted and still have boundaries and get things done like Sonia has. But if I see like, you know, oh, yeah, this new uh, tiger skin, I really need this right now. $30, that's fine. I'll keep doing that. That's me in Fortnite. Until I get that crate, I'll be fine. And then I spend like $500 or something yeah. in Elder Scrolls Online. And the next day I'll check my account and be like, that could have been crypto money. Okay, like, so yeah, that <laughs> that's how I think nowadays. I'm like crypto money. But yeah, we'll definitely have to talk more about that later on. It's, oh, it's I, getting I, to the point where I'll buy a coffee and I'll be like, this is crypto money. Yeah. Oh, you're, you know? yes. Okay. We'll, we'll talk hours about that later because yeah. the rabbit hole of so much stuff. But as it. a developer, though, I will say this as a game developer with the metaverse and NFTs, that's going to be the exchange. Because why else? Do you know how much money these publishers pay? for the licensing fees between all these entities 
basically resell a game when they could have those royalties and all of the legal contracts distributed as digital currency and as shares of an NFT. Like, it's just no brainer. It's just, it's it's, just I don't know why people don't get in it because I'm seeing on Twitter that um, game devs are not happy about it. Indies are happy. Other like game the AAA devs, people are like, hey, no, no, it. no, they hate it. Yeah, because all these skins, right? All of these DLCs, all of these, you know, they have to buy them on multiple platforms, for instance, with yeah. Skyrim. You know, I love, I will buy it every time, but I, I have. I mean, I can't say I won't. I if have. you had an NFT, buy it once. That's, yeah, that's what people don't seem to understand. Because, like, yeah. even the, let's say you buy some type of asset on Sword, and then you could put that into a game, and then the argument is, like, well, why would you even do that? But I'm like, that's not, we're not talking about, like, a regular PlayStation God of War game. We're no. talking about the metaverse, where there's going to be multiple games intertwined with each other. That like, yeah, why not have a Sword that I got in this game work in this game? Right. But that would be so cool. And programmatically but- speaking, like, that would unify a language of commerce where we would be able to say oh this works with this api easily transferable to this currency you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so it's just but so like i i get i want to know your thoughts on why you think people are having a hard time understanding it and accepting it because my idea is that there's been a lot of scammers so they're making people scared like when they think of crypto they think oh my gosh these people lost all this money these people lost all this money well what this is a dogecoin like what is this games or whatever thing yeah yeah like that's one example of many that's that's like there's thousands even the gamestop thing like people are like the millennials are ruining uh, that pissed me off because i was like this is a good thing and you're you're hating on it it's to prove a point right yeah that was that's market vulnerability so it's like if you researched enough and if you really dive into where your money's going the fine print and really think like, huh, should I put my life savings in this squid game currency? Eh. That's another thing too. I don't want people to put the life savings. Like those things are really yeah, cheap. You can put $10 and they get you a million coins and you just wait a couple years. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about losing like $10. Yeah. Like don't, yeah. when we think of crypto investing, do not think thousands of dollars. Think of like 10, 20, 30, 40, maybe hundreds if you have. And you can still do more than most people do in their like old retirement or stock returns. Like you you'll be yeah. doing crazy money. I so, think the best game company to do this, honestly, would be Rockstar. I and mean, here's yeah. why. Just duh. Yeah. And uh, you've no, got Grand like, Theft Auto and Red said, Dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously Blizzard, but that would They're take a right now. such a long time. <laughs> that would yeah. take a long time because they have so many different systems that don't work the same for rockstar however they have the open sandbox universe they have the economy system built into the game people are already buying all this stuff within the game pretty much living there as a metaverse the system's pretty much there it's just switching to actually cryptocurrency i just thought of this they should do that so what they should do is they should keep gt5 as like the base and then build upon it where they start building like New York City and you could travel from GTA 5's Los Santos to New York City, Liberty City, exactly. then Miami. And just instead of taking 
instead of just like replacing the whole entire world add upon it until you get a game 20 years from now that has like every major city in america that's what nfts can do i i think that honestly the things that's going to change games to be coming on the crypto and blockchain network is going to be gambling like oh of course it's it's going to be gambling because those those are the people that are voting on you know whether or not we can use it this way or that way and yeah unfortunately we got to get the older crowd up to speed so mm-hmm. also for people Christmas love this gambling. year i'm i'm getting every one of my family crypto stock you okay. should spoiler oh, spoiler guys anybody who's if, listening get ready get your coinbase you wallet get a regular wallet you might get three dollars if you're bad yeah <laughs> but, um, that's still that's you never know I'm, I'm getting my whole family crypto stock because i feel like I want to be the ambassador to show them like what's possible. And there are so many people that don't research. Again, it goes back to not being able to, not being able to, not wanting or having the desire to read and educate yourself on the new tools and technology. It is a lot, though. I will say that it is a lot. Like but you it's could not that much. So, like for most people, when it's easy, I'm like just download Coinbase, put a few money in there, you're good. There's they give you whole, lessons for stock. Yeah, but then there's a whole other rabbit hole. I'm like, we're not ready for that yet, but you can dive into it. And then you can start putting whatever money you feel comfortable with. But right. before you do that, I realize it's going to well, be Well, there are big... also those. I, I'm a Reddit person, and they're all, there are Wall Street bros. You know, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm going to throw like $300,000. I'm a domain. Yeah. Head, some yeah. people win. And then they post the pictures their next day like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Actually, good power to him blowing that market, but yeah, I don't know if you know, but for everyone else that does know, Ben Tristram, CEO of GameDev.TV, is super passionate about crypto, but he really only likes Bitcoin. So if you want to f- learn everything, go on his Twitter, follow. He's got lessons course. He technically a building course the, technically Bit- building the course, but it's all in beta. So. Yeah, if you need to learn anything and all the one and all the fundamentals, go find him first, and then after that, dive into the world of crypto. But don't do anything until you feel comfortable with everything, because he'll teach you about cold wallets, hot wallets, what what Bitcoin is, the coding behind it, all these things. And you can find it on his Twitter. But yeah, don't be mentioning any other coins to him. He only likes Bitcoin, and I get why. There is a whole thing to just Bitcoin and the standard. But I think just like the internet. There's the need for different cryptos is to for competition and just to build better products. Like Bitcoin will always be around, but like we want a faster. It's kind of like inevitable. Yeah. Because how much longer are you gonna have fiat like physical currency? Yeah. When everything else is digital, it just doesn't make sense in the long term. And it costs money to print it and resources and yeah. And also, um, it's it's just like Bitcoin. There's really nothing behind it. It's just the value we give it. Bitcoin has only got 21 million. The thing with the dollar, it's got infinity. Yeah. Just I mean, I could last. give you a $20 bill and tell you it's $50, but, you yeah, know, the just, value is just determined paper. by what you need. It used to be backed by gold, but it's not. So yeah. Technically, now Bitcoin's going to be a new gold. So I wonder what's going to be back behind gold. But Bitcoin, who knows? The next 20, 30 years, it's going to be insane. <laughs> Quick games. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be, uh, what is it? Uh, Hunger Games to where you just have to be tribute. And then that's it. Yeah. Get the coin. But I'm happy for Ben because he's doing the new class. Like, please send me that immediately. I would love to take his class. Yeah. So it's technically not like a class class. It's the game dev ones because he's just playing around with it. But he will post like the same type of 
I guess you would say lectures every other week, every week, and he has like a schedule. Because I or think even like a Q and A or yeah, and then he likes to jump in the clubhouse. Do you have clubhouse? Oh, I gotta send you an invite then. But yeah, yeah, so you could just go in and he'll just be there like an hour just talking, and you know how he gets. I listen. <laughs> I listen to the Q and A's often while I'm driving, and I'm like. Oh man, these guys are so neat. I, I wish that I wasn't driving so I could, you know, engage, but no, yeah, you will love it. I'll send you all that stuff later too, because that you know, that might you never know where game dev the TV might go. Because I was yeah. like, I think crypto and NFTs would be perfect, but we're not there yet. But we're getting but there. when we when you bring these okay, these are titans here. When you bring games, digital currency, it's like a match made by destiny. It you just know what makes I mean? sense. It's every like, game has its own currency system or or economy already. It's just why not connect all these economies into Nintendo's one? basically doing it already. I mean, you know, they're just like one step next to. Uh, I can't wait till the day that happens, though, especially with the metaverse, because then. What I see happening is you're going through like a market, right? And say, for instance, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to a boutique. I'm going to purchase this cool jacket and hat for my character. Those are NFTs. It comes out of my digital wallet that comes out of my crypto wallet. That's a transfer, right? Like these are all happening on the back end as you're going through. Oh, I'm going to meet up my friends and I'm going to buy him a smoothie or something that's a transfer you know and and then it would help the vendor whoever's working the booth and it's just it's like having the entire ecosystem that we would have anyway digitally. and it's actually way better because it's more transparent it's all in the blockchain yeah so yeah like, oh, did you buy that it's like no you didn't you owe me a hundred dollars it's like i did buy it it's a hundred dollars right here on this date you sent me this and i got that but i never got it or something like that right and be like what do you mean because it's all transparent and you can't hack it. I don't think people really get that. You can't hack the blockchain itself. No. You can hack exchanges. You can hack places where you can store it, but you can't actually hack technology. But I mean, I think the WoW auctioneers might be mad at Blizzard. <laughs> like, this is, those auctions get crazy. Like yeah. people fighting in the lobby and getting kicked. And... Oh my gosh. People won't. People get too crazy about things. I'm like, relax. It's okay. Yeah. Can you imagine tournaments though, and then making sure the That's, tournament money gets? I'll be oh, easier man. for everyone. It would be awesome. I can't wait. It'd be great. Money's gonna be pouring in like crazy, and people don't get it. Esports is now officially number one. Like, watch sports in the e world. Esports in Georgia is the best. Yeah, I'm so excited. And it's so like, high res has been high res and Skillshot Media have been taking the forefront of like really going into schools and like helping local communities to get esports out there. And I am so proud of them for like waving that banner because people need to know that esports is a real sport. Like it is. Yeah. Just people like VR is a real educational tool. Yeah. It it yeah. is more than ever. Imagine you had a history lesson, but you actually went to Egypt and saw Cleopatra and heard her make the speech or whatever that you were studying. You would remember that more than you would just reading it. Yes. And it's yes. just inevitable. Like I, you can argue that all reading is the best way that humans were doing it for a lifetime. Yeah, because they didn't have the technology. But living it is the best experience. Don't tell me it's not. That's why games. I I meaningful. can't even watch movies the same without after watching it in my VR headset. Just you know. Oh, with not like the same. you pretend like you're in a movie theater, and then oh. 
I watch Star Trek all the time, just like <laughs> Isn't my sister. It so... My sister caught me in there the other day, and my chair was like this, where I was basically strapped into the Matrix, and I'm like watching Star Trek with my lights on. She's like, "What the heck are you doing?" And I'm like, "Don't worry, I'm, I'm in the multiverse." I'm in the multiverse. See, it's I'm here. with Picard. Like, ready yeah. player one. We're there. We're in. We're in space honestly, with the honestly, and. The only thing missing is the financial infrastructure. Yeah. And ironically, this financial uh, structure will actually replace the old ways and build something so much better so that our human race can move towards. I really hope so. One civilization and then we can travel planets and. uh, I believe in Elon like wholeheartedly, completely, you know, like the mission is real. It's happening. And it's kind of crazy. And the fact that he's one now, I think he's now the richest man in the world. And he uh, he's a meme lord and he loves games and he's a funny dude. Like, and he's, he's a literally us. Yeah. Yeah. And he has Asperger's. Yeah, and he, he kills it. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Like, but um, it can't it's be a just, time to be alive. I, I believe in the mission. Like Mars is happening. Earth is a little ghetto, but you know, <laughs> no, no, it's it, it's got some problems. But we need more. We need more exploration. We gotta clean it up. But I think honestly, also going back to the environmentalism thing with the metaverse, how many people are going to be polluting? How many people are going to be like not going to events in person? I could go to a concert in the metaverse, and it might actually be better. Right there, and the, swall- the sound quality is better. Nobody's pouring drinks on me while I'm walking in. Yeah, or accidentally getting crushed. We don't we don't need them. And then Fortnite killed it with the Ariana Grande concert and the Travis Scott one. Yeah. No, you know. Lizzo's doing a concert actually soon, I think. Yeah. And that's just it's so much better. It just saves Honestly, my, it's like, trash. You see the trash out to festivals? With COVID. Ooh, so awful. Um, hello. Why would we not be doing concerts in the metaverse? Like you know what? That's how humanity will survive if we get to like a horrible. Like this was the te- like COVID compared to what it could have been, Ooh. like bunker COVID. Yeah, like the way they were saying with the toilet paper. Exactly. Like when it first happened. So if we had the metaverse, it would be like just lock those doors and we'll be chilling in the metaverse until it's all fixed. Like, and then somebody clips into the wall and they're like, Ah, here's uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, oh, man, yeah, the future is gonna be amazing. And, and Roblox, too, like, okay, I have to spot on the Roblox. You're talking about financial investments. Part of my portfolio is, like, 20% Roblox. Really? Because, yes, because my niece is a mafia lord in Roblox. Mafia lord? Well, I don't know about lord, but she's operating <laughs> a gang of school children on this platform, and I was just kids are spending money on gift cards like exchanging money you know how we did for pokemon cards oh, but so this is like there. they're building servers for each other they're just like and it gets heated you know mm-hmm. like the minecraft servers and the roblox servers that they've got going on are like it's another school, universe yeah. and then there's after school you know <laughs> and so her and her little friends will get on there and they'll be like we're not letting you in the server you got kicked because of whatever not saying that they do that all the time but i've heard stories you know and it's one of those things where it's like all right you got to deliver me 15 pizzas in in roblox to get back in pizzas i I don't know 
that's great <laughs> it's it's awesome though because it's like if we had that like when we had lego you know multiplayer it would just be ridiculous mm -hmm. see that's another thing two people don't get like they're going to be the leaders of the future one day and if they're growing up in that type of environment can you imagine what it's gonna be like in the future but they're financially savvy and they know inventory yeah. to production to uh profit and so my my niece has this little pizza shop where she has kids coming out for her and then in roblox like, do you want in roblox and she's like do you want to see my house it's seven stories it's got an elevator <laughs> you know and sometimes I just hear her like screaming from her room. Like I see that as an investment in the future because they're building their own world. Mm -hmm. We're still here. That's going to be the next consumer. And like, I love nature so much. Oh, I'll, I'll right. always go out there and view nature, but there's nothing wrong with building some cool, like planet that's got like a cool like sky when you look up at the like sky low like low poly suffer no no like i'm talking about like, let's high definition a, high pipeline, definition like, but another planet with like cool water like something that nature would provide but it's better. relaxing yeah and that is why i play and... assassin's creed odyssey oh i love <laughs> i'm like i want to go to greece that oh, yeah, is my dream greece. you're going to greece okay it has to, to happen i have to renew my passport but it will happen okay after COVID. my favorite country to chill and, and have a good time it, and then go to spain and ibiza and like just the whole time oh you're gonna but love spain you gotta get the ceviche just, not ceviche if Aia. i can go on the top of that roof in assassin's creed odyssey look out over it and i'm there i'm in greece my dollars versus plane ticket exactly that's like what thousand maybe more um the best part too for me is I feel like Assassin's Creed the most is your time traveling. We're yes. literally going through time and experiencing it. Like, isn't that yes. wild to think? Two hundred years ago, human, you say, "Hey, you can actually time travel in a way," and they're like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I met with um, Leonardo da Vinci. He's like my <laughs> best friend." Like he got kicked in the head by a horse. Yeah, it's fine. It's no big deal. But That's... I do love like the French Revolution and Assassin's Creed Three, and like. I love the fact that they brought in the Nordic elements. In Valhalla? Valhalla, yeah. I'm still only at the very beginning of Valhalla. Same. It's, time. it's hard. I, it's I hate so myself much. because it's like, this is a beautiful game. Always, yeah. And the mini games are awesome. I'm just so tired by the time I get to it. Yeah, like the other day, I got to it at 3 a.m. And I'm just like. You're like me. I get all my work done and like. 12 to whatever time i'm trying to play i'm, yes. like, oh. I'm like it's time yeah and then by the time i yeah, sit down like, i'm like time. Oh, good night <laughs> yeah yep <sighs> but it is a beautiful game and like i've always loved like scandinavian nordic culture and all the norse mythology and stuff and it's just i want to play it so bad and i'm so tired <laughs> we gotta but, get dr strange's power and where we can sleep but still do stuff Yes. One day it'll happen. I'll just Doctor Strange through it and yeah. see all the possibilities. But happen. I'm also excited about uh, Tripwire. I have some friends at Tripwire. They're awesome. Hey. Great people. Mm -hmm. uh, they came out with Chivalry, Chivalry 2. One of the best games ever. I have it on two platforms. PC and PlayStation? And Xbox, and I have not had time to play it. So you tell me I need to buy it on PC so we can play it. I have it on PC. Okay. 
Because one of my friends has a so PC too, and he was like, "We I was can like, schedule I'll this." Yeah, right, we will. We'll do. Yeah, all I had to support my tripwire friends. I was like, "I'm buying it immediately. I haven't even tested the beta, but this is my game. I just want to run." Just no, it's so much fun. People. My friend let me try it, and I was like, "I have to buy it." So now you're yeah. gonna get it too. I was like, "All right, let's do it. Let's get a squad together." If if they get a VR version, that might that be would... one in the. Because Blade and Sorcery, have you played Blade and Sorcery? No. Oh man, it's it's a gorgeous game. It is a melee combat game, but it's all in VR. Mm-hmm. But it's very similar, but it's only like gladiator style combat. Chivalry is more like um, if For Honor met campaign mode type of like capture the flag. Oh okay, I like that. It's awesome though. Okay, awesome. yeah, we're gonna try that one too. I got a lot of yes. games to play now. Halo Infinite came out too. I've never oh bought a Halo game, never had owned one. I only have played all the way through Halo 2 because Derek, you and I did that just like for fun. Mm. But I need to catch up on all the Halo games because I would only play multiplayer at a friend's house. Yeah, same. You know what I mean? It's just not like, the same. Oh, I'm way behind not. the campaign. I don't even know what's the hype about it. That's why I'm like, I need to start playing. I need. Oh, man. Well, I get murked really easily. So I'm just like, ah. Uh, no, we'll get you. Gotta up to get speed. good gotta get good okay so let's yeah. dive into back to more game dev stuff yes the you're now a mixed reality software engineer at seek now what is that like and what is all the fun stuff you do with the ar and vr i make virtual environments with my 3d modeling team shouts to them they're awesome Woo! Woo! they're amazing um i make virtual environments in which the player can interact with a 3D world and they're able to simulate a training simulation just as if they were in a field operative um, scenario, I guess you'd call it. Gotcha. And so for our job specifically, it has to do with roofing. Mm -hmm. And so they have to be certified to know how to use the tools, how to address things, how to um, call damage for certain types of damage for the insurance companies and things like that. And we also do a technology called House Lens, which is 3D tours and virtual tours through homes. That's so cool. For real estate and for insurance, which is awesome. Wow, bringing homes into the metaverse. I love everyone I work with. They are the most talented, amazing people. And it's one of those things where you come into the room and everyone's brilliant. You know what I mean? It's like oh, you must learn to, so much. It's like coming to Gryffindor Common Tower every day at work, and everybody's just like, "Hi, everyone, we're happy hey, to be here." Help us yeah. all the smart people. Wow. Yeah, and it also is like if you don't know something, it's awesome to say, "Hey, I don't know. Can we mm-hmm. like figure help it learn? out?" Yeah. Yeah, and having a job with peer mentorship, honestly. Gucci. Gucci. <laughs> Gucci. Like somebody taking the time to really make sure that you're, you know, on board and getting everything in and making sure that these match up with these specs. Like when you're in a, I've never been in a corporate environment before. And so I feel like a street cat learning to be inside. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like a freelancer coming into the corporate now. world. Yeah. yeah well, it's not even about being professional. It's just know, it's knowing what you don't know. Uh-huh. Okay. And following up with things because, oh, crap, I didn't send an update on this thing. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's and better I'm than like a serving to... job. Oh, it, yes. Because like yes. I feel like a serving job, you can kind of get away with not knowing anything for a long time. Oh yeah. But like here, it's like no, if you don't know, like let's learn about us each other because I'm gonna have to ask you later on because we're gonna it's need sink it. or swim. Yeah, it's sink or swim because if those features don't get in, then <laughs> everybody. Oh boy, no. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like everybody suffers, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why the team is so cool because it's like, we're all excited about the product that we're building. I can't say anything because of India right now, but yeah, we're all so excited about it and releasing it to the world. And it, I know it sounds cheesy, but I feel in my heart that it's one of those things that will change the way that education is shown in the future. Like not only just K through 12, long-term education for everyone job training everything and so it's i feel like we're pioneers in a lot of ways that our software innovation group is making the tools so that we can teach others how to teach Mm -hmm. you know that's incredible and it just it makes me feel fulfilled Mm -hmm. more than any other like i applied at a lot of game jobs oh yeah let's go with that story about a lot of game jobs i was unemployed on and off that's why i started the freelance company because i was like you want me to do this much work but you're not pay for any of this okay cool or people on fiverr or people on you know upwork not saying that those places aren't great to start out but at a certain point you got to pay your bills you know um and i kind of bounced around and got contracts where i could and just hustled and bustled but it was it was one of those things where it's like you can't learn when you're hungry like that yeah you can't grow when you're like constantly in panic mode and so i had to kind of almost like take the time off just to i did take a year just to go to school and finish school for that ai class and for that algorithm analysis and data structure i took a year off just to get it knocked out you have to choose like your brain only has so much processing power and if your ram is tapped then so i think for i guess a lot of people including myself is how are you able to sustain yourself if you can't work because you have to focus on studies because i've seen this so, with some of my classmates who are like i'm literally failing this class because i have to work 80 hours a week i'm like yeah. i would work seven days a week sometimes like if the rent had to be due the rent had to be due you know like i would Sometimes I'd be so mad because I would spend six hours at work when I could have been studying. I could have just taken the night off, but they didn't cut me from, you know, however many people they needed. And man, I could have studied for this test or worked on my homework or worked on this project, but I just went to work for $20, made nothing, still had to clean up and leave at like 11 o'clock and then get home, try to study. And I have to be at class at nine. It's just not... You know, it's really not feasible and it's sad because it's like it's punishing the people that want more and you have to work so hard to where it is blood, sweat and tears like day in, day out. And and not only that, but at a certain point, at least in my situation, if you have past credit hours, there's a cap for how much you can get for financial aid. After that, you're paying cash. So for me, I had to pay cash $3,000 every semester on top of living expenses. And so that's why I was there seven days a week, you know, like 12-hour shifts, 
if I could, I would work three days a week and that was flexible, but I'd always pick up shifts during the week, like a breakfast or something, but it was just so exhausting. And I really, I don't want to be political, but it, it frustrates me at the, in the, the greatest country in the world. Like we have the smartest students, the most capable people, and we value making them work themselves to death more and raising prices on rent and raising prices on cost of goods than we do getting them an education, you know? And when it comes to those jobs, they're physically tiring. They're out. So, those jobs are just destroy everything. Like, I think I'm the only one where like sometimes it doesn't dream me as much, but I've seen people around where like, they are dead to the world. They just emotionally tired. Cause you're like, I don't even want to go. It's hurtful too, because it's not just the physical you interact with people that are not always the nicest people. And so you have to build like this inner resistance of, I know why I'm doing this. I'm showing up to this shift at nine in the morning, greet these customers in the window like this. You know, I'm, I'm going to like that too. I'm like, gosh, just wait a second. 11 in the morning, your whole family wants, Okay. I get it that you're an early bird, but come on. But um, sorry, early birds, but it's just. But it's one of those things that when you serve people, you learn how to lead by learning to follow, by learning when to be silent, by learning when to, you know, take the opportunities that you can. You learn a lot about finance. You learn a lot about not letting people manipulate you and just. I don't know about you, but in my restaurant experience, it was like uh, everybody was trying to swindle everyone, like Game of Thrones. Yes um, and no. I've seen it, but I, it's not like a big deal in my restaurants. But it's like, why are we doing this? Like, it should be fair. It should be equal, yes. at least as best it yes. can be. But it's also not. Not everybody tips the same. You literally, It's literally luck if you think about it. Well, no, it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. Straight up. Yeah. Because people would be like, oh, I don't want that table. And I'll be like, I'll take them. What if they leave you $3 on 60? I'll take them. That's $3 on 60 based on my tip up. You know? So it's it's one of those things like you have to want to grind yourself into the dirt and just do the work. It sounds kind of boomerish, but like do your time. And then once you once your soul has been crushed enough. So where it's like, okay, I've made it through retail. I've made it through serving jobs. I've made it through fill-in-the-blank job that taught you humility. Now I can appreciate this job where I get to work on awesome projects. And you're just happy to be in the room. And you're happy to be around people that you're passionate about and that you can share ideas with. Because the people at the restaurant, when you share ideas with them, them about game development they're like oh you know it's funny i told people like i do game development they're like really i've never heard anybody mention that before in my life i'm like you know you're right actually nobody else does game dev besides the people i meet online <laughs> yeah and then it's no funny i'm like where are you guys come on they think that i'm a wizard or something like when i get introduced or whatever i'm like oh i do game development professionally for vr and they're like are you a millionaire or something? And it's like, no, not even. But I'm very happy at my job. I love what I do, you know. That's all that matters. But, so you made yeah. it. How does it yeah. feel? You made it. 
Woo. Feel happy. See, feel it happy. can happen. Anybody who's just starting their first game to the TV course, you can make it. You can. And make I your took own so many. I took <laughs> so many. I took some twice, and I really want to go through the Unreal courses because I'm a Unity girl. I love Unity. I want to expand my wings, not just because it's you know something professionally, but just something that I feel like would be really fun to do. But um. Yeah. Let's do it. And even learning like 3D modeling with Blender and stuff. Oh, I like, love 3D I modeling. Guys, I see you guys have the Blender courses. I'm actually learning Maya right now. Oh, you with are? My job. Have you made yeah. anything? You should I, try to make the Brooklyn Bridge. I created a project today. <laughs> <laughs> this is the steps that we're taking. But um, it's cool because like my team is really small. Thank God. Um, and there's only a few of us. And we really get to collab the point where we'll just hop on zoom and it's like open office hours almost to where we can teach each other stuff like i can show them how i do certain processes they can show me and it's funny because in school they would separate us like okay art students over here uh 3d artists over here programmers you know to the dungeon yeah right they should all be you together know? though because that's how game development works good mm -hmm. and so when we would do like game jams and stuff every everyone would be like artist i need a 2d artist uh where's a modeler i need a modeler i need somebody to do a sound design oh crap 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 crap. and then when you find the unicorns they get picked up very early so i always try to be a jack of all trades master of none or master of one would be cool yeah you remember um, that episode i don't know if yeah. you remember it was it, he apparently the original quote was the master a jack of all trades master of one and then eventually it became master of none because well now there's too many things to be a jack of a trades on but yes i like and then that it will never end it ever. won't but the idea but. is you master one thing that's your thing for then and because you've already learned how to master something you can now learn things better and then you don't have to be master everything though but take everything from something like take a little bit but of programming art yeah because i read that great game design book where it was like the best game designers are the ones who know about religion politics business yes. economics Yes, the Even George Lucases the of the world. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, know. I also think it's it's like uh, thinking of puzzles and human dynamics too, because you can make an awesome game design, but testing it and seeing if it's fun, completely different stuff. Yeah. You know, Psychology like I've had other people work. try the board games I I made in my first few classes, and they're like. How many more minutes do we have? You no, know, it's just, but that's how it yeah. is. That's what testing is like. It is it's a rough game, to, but yeah. but I think that it's it's important to embrace knowing what you don't know. Like Socrates would say, I know what I don't know. Mm -hmm. If you come from a mind point of, I am always going to be a student. There's no hubris. There's no ego. I do know a lot of things, you know? Mm -hmm. Sure, everybody knows a lot of stuff. But do I know how to do the specific tasks that I need done for my project by this deadline? I will figure it out, you know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I think, honestly, the thing that's helped me the most was my first few jobs were very sink or swim. Mm -hmm. But once you start swimming, you're like, I can do it. Yeah. It's, I feel like sometimes it has to be like that. Yeah. And like it, even when it's a little safe, it's like they still at some point have to sink in or they're never going to get it. My golden tip the entire evening for new developers, any level developer, 
stalk people on LinkedIn and Twitter. <laughs> That's how you're We're, here today. Our, our hey. friendship, <laughs> our friendship is living proof. My <laughs> first, my first internship, I would have never gotten as a VR Unity developer if I had not stalked someone on Meetup.com. Shouts to Drew. Shouts to Ninja Multimedia. I love you guys, my Ninja Squad. But if you don't look for people to mentor you, aim high. They'll respond. Yeah. Like, oh, they game will. developers are not demigods walking among the earth. Yeah. Go to conferences. Go to meetup groups. Get involved in a community Discord. Even if it's not local, just like peruse around itch.io or, you know, even the community forums on Unity or Unreal stuff. I don't know what's yeah. going on with Unreal, but um, yeah, they have like you just have to portion. like find your niche. GameDive.tv is honestly the best one, personally. But um, All right, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Right, I guess what I've been saying. Now look, I work for them. <laughs> I I have talked to six people on the Game Dev community team, like the main team. Yeah, the most amazing, down to earth people in the world. They really are. They re- yeah. I don't get how it's possible. They're, Rick is hilarious. Ben, Gary, talk to anybody? Oh, Gary's had, the best. I had failed my math class, and I was crying because I'd failed calculus this is the third time. <laughs> um, and and I asked him. I was like, Gary, like I honestly think I have math dyslexia or something. Are there resources for me? What would you do if you were a student in my shoes? Or like, what kind of things can I ask my tutor? He sat there and walked through everything to help me. Mm-hmm. Not saying he has all the time in the world, everyone, but you know, don't <laughs> well, love Gary, but he will make time. And the fact that he even responded and was like, here's some stuff you can do. Here's some resources. This helps with my student. The most down to earth people in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like you, KB, like we always chill, hang out and just, you know, yeah. I feel like it makes it more accessible when people are learning because they're so, I don't want to say insecure, but just unsure of where they are. Yeah. And they don't want to feel like they're less or someone because like, oh, I don't know this. And they might think I'm not smart enough to even get the answer. It's like, no, no. we've met people at all different levels and they all just treat them the same. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with not knowing. In fact, it's a good thing because that gives you an opportunity to learn like 10 more things as you exactly, go. Yeah. So, it's better you say you don't know because you're never gonna know then. And then the next time you can be like, I learned it. I I did yeah, it with Steve last week. Yeah. Now I know multiplayer networking. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it works just like that. Yeah. And now I can build WoW. <laughs> Look, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to. <laughs> you had to. Yeah, don't make I had WoW. to. Oh, yeah. No. Don't make WoW and don't get addicted to WoW, kids. Yeah. Don't get addicted. You can make it. If you get to skill, so what happens is you learn everything you need to do, and then you can finally say, like Sonia said, I can make wow. Yes. But you know, it takes a couple years. Don't don't start off with that. No, no. (laughs) Easy wins, like Grant would say. Get the easy wins. Easy wins, yes. I loved that episode because on your bad days, an easy win is always good. Mm -hmm. I can do an hour of tutorials. I can do like vacuuming and watching something on my phone. For like a unite live or whatever yeah easy wins there you go but always and now you feel relevant. good about the day and you're learning see it's better to not than just sitting there saying today is the worst i could have done more it's like just do what you can do something 
do something because honestly in the worst 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 times where i had a loop on my head like i'm a loser i'll never graduate college i'm terrible at programming why don't i understand it i keep failing my classes when am i going to graduate you know all of these terrible things how am i going to get a job not once at those times did I think how much simpler it would have been to just spend all that time in my head applying, like, get just first of all, getting out of my seat or getting out of yeah. bed or getting out of the couch, going to run, moving, meditate, mo- yoga, moving the body, yeah, moving the body to, a, <laughs> to another location. Well, my thing is, I love the library, like, that's my sanctuary. Oh, Barnes and Noble, I'll go there and too. Any bookstore or library, if I have an outlet and I have a coffee and I can just quiet and zone out that's my drive so i would sit on the third floor of the library they have locks and like private rooms at the school but i would use like a power hour to kind of get back on track and if i really wasn't understanding something i was like okay i can lock myself in the library for an hour and no phone no nothing just work figure it out yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and um actually i would really recommend cal newport's book deep work very good book okay very very good book i haven't read like a non-fiction book in a while it is one of those books that it takes a little bit to get into it but if you want to read an audiobook like while you're doing chores that's what i do but um i'm a huge like mel robbins and cal newport hey mel robbins I am a Mel Robbins. No way. And she <laughs> she is the reason I am the woman I am today. She gave me so much strength when I needed it so much. She is amazing. And I listened to Kick Ass with Mel Robbins was the first one. Oh, it's so an cool. audio book, but yeah. um he's just he's a light, you know. And uh Gretchen Rubin as well. The Happier podcast. This is great. I need to check some of these out. Dude, podcasts are great. And honestly, like if you're driving in traffic, just listening to a happier podcast no, or audio book yeah. is just, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and Atomic so Habits. Atomic, oh, Atomic Habits, Habits by James Clear. Lifesavers. Because you. when you're in that point where you're like, oh, I'm a loser. It's like, okay, well, why do you think that? What's stopping you? What do you actually want? Are you basing the fact that you're a loser on someone else's expectation or on your expectation? Oh, yeah, don't get me started with that. I, people just, like, always constantly judge himself from what people think. But I'm like, are they living the life you want to live? Are they doing what you want to do? No. Oh, my God. This guy has the most beautiful GitHub. And, you know, he can create a unicorn out of, like, three lines of code. You know. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> There's you know always going to be those people. Yeah. That code could be stolen. It probably is. You know? Exactly. And so it's like. You have to believe in yourself enough to give yourself credit to learn, to take the time, be humble, and just like sit down and say, I don't know, but you know, I have an hour in the library and I'll figure it out. So that's That's really like what got me through the past two, three years. Like it made a huge shift, you know, that and then I hate to say it and I know people have to survive. I am privileged to where my things worked out. I know that. But if you can find a way to get out of that job that is keeping you stuck, 
that is keeping you working ridiculous hours, that is not paying you, that is not giving you benefits, that is making it enable for you to learn and grow, don't stay with that job. Yeah, she's going to keep you something, back. Find something. Have two jobs that don't stress you out. Yeah. And that don't put that mental strain on you. Your mind can only handle so much in the day before it breaks down and just there's nothing else that can go in there. Mm -hmm. And that's when you binge Netflix. That's when you, all I want to do is just easy. go to sleep. Yeah. It is. It's comfort food. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I just want to go home and watch Downton Abbey for like 10 episodes. It's fine. I'm not mm -hmm. even going to watch them. I'm just going to, you know. Um, but you have to be able to tell yourself like, this job is not in the long term. Like any other investment, it's not yeah. reaping me anything. If I stay another year here, what am I going to get? If I get a promotion here, what then? You yeah. know? And just think of like cost benefit ratio of like how much time you're investing there versus a boot camp or wherever, recoding resources everywhere. You know, it's just we live in such a time that is gorgeous to where you can go online, you can find gamedev.tv not even get a class just sign up for the forum yep we have Read so much blog. free stuff it's insane it's yeah <laughs> giving away classes yeah. all the time oh, like, yeah. if anybody who needs something they can't afford it message me specifically it's got it's gotta mean, be me <laughs> i'll hold you up to that but um got you. no it's just it's one of those things where it's like people don't know that there are resources out there they get so mm -hmm. stuck and it's really sad because it's like they're smart people like, think of how many other programmers we could have or, like, AI engineers or, you know, like, astronauts or whatever if, if they didn't think that they were stuck. Not saying that there's anything wrong with working wherever you need to work, pay your bills, take care of your family. I mean, you're literally living proof. You worked so many places, doing restaurant jobs, doing your thing, and now you're here we are. Yeah. But it's one of those things that it's like, I knew that I didn't want to work anywhere else except for games. Like, I've just known that since I was a kid and nothing else was interesting. And it was like, okay, well, I could die slowly at a job that I hate, or I could work my ass off and work at a place that I love coming to work. I love solving the problems. You know, they're really hard, but I still love the work. Yeah. Well, so, Hey, the best games are the ones that are a little hard, not too easy, not too hard. And you're just like, this is fun. It's like, yeah. life. you've mastered it. You, you, you found the game you love. It's a uh, ikigai. It's something that it gives you joy, make money, and it's something that you're actually good at to where you can offer something to the world that's useful. Mm -hmm. I feel like educational VR and serious games like flight simulators and things like that, I think that it will be the next part of education for humanity, mm -hmm. the way that we are going now, as far as technology, as far as you know, and I'm happy that like I can just be part of it, just be at the mm -hmm. table. You know, that's so cool. You're changing lives. You don't even know it yet. It's gonna be all yeah. in the future. At the end, we always do a little challenge for the game dev students. So could you give a challenge for the listeners that can complete it after the podcast? Yes. So my challenge would be to do 30 days of code. I'm not sure if you guys have ever tried it, but it's a very popular technique. Pick one thing, one tutorial series, one uh, concept that you're trying to learn, one project, one thing, and do 30 days. 
this 30 days can go however you want, but I would definitely suggest make a little calendar, check off each day, start first thing in the morning if it's easier, or last thing before bed. But in that 30 days, you always do at least one power hour of just dedicated code time. No cell phone, no other windows, no distractions. Put a note on your door if people bug you at home. 30 days of code, that is it. And then after that 30 days, just kind of reevaluate how do you feel about what you learned and think about how this project will help you in the next 30 days. And then keep doing the challenge until you learn new stuff all year. And that's pretty much it. It'll be a great challenge. Can't wait to see what the students do with that. It's intense too, 30 day challenge. I don't think we've gotten one that's been that long. Some days, my 30 day challenge can be like, make a ridiculous game that makes absolutely no sense just to be ridiculous. <laughs> It, it could be whatever you fun. want. You can yeah. relax. You don't feel stressed. You just make what you need to make. Get the creative outlet going. It's kind of like a Anne, what is her name? Uh, bird by Bird by Anne Lamont. It's mm. a really good book for creatives. If you're a writer, definitely check it out. But she basically tells you just get something out every single day, bird by bird, 30 days. You'll have a habit by the end of it. So then you'll like wake up and be ready for your power hour. And then if, if you do it before work, you kind of get your creative juices flowing. So then when you come in, it's like you're hot and ready to go. Yeah. And when you leave work, you're like, oh, I already did my power hour. So now I can relax and just enjoy. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Awesome yep. challenge, Sonia. I would highly recommend gamedev.tv. <laughs> yes. Again, <laughs> for your always. power hour needs. <laughs> Usually I can fit at least a few modules in there, a few sections, so. Mm -hmm. You're better than me. I think you only do like two. It depends on the section, honestly, because yeah, some of really those does. will be the whole hour. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, if it's a challenge or something, then I'm like, oh, crap, I got to Google a little bit. But, my, um, my favorite part is these challenges used to take me forever. Sometimes couldn't complete them. I was doing a real course a couple of days ago, and boom, I was just killing these challenges. I was like, oh, my gosh. I've leveled up. I finally made it. It feels good. When, when the challenge takes less than five minutes, you're like, yes. I'm a star. I'm a star. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's an ego booster. Mm -hmm. But then after the 30 days, not only have you like actually taken the time to dedicate to yourself and to your craft, you have something to show for it. And mm -hmm. so after that project, you, you can mod it however you want. Take the next 30 days to make your own like kooky Frankenstein version or whatever you want to do. But it's really up to you after that. And it's like a build-as-you-go kind of thing. Every yeah. time you do the practice, it really, like, reinforces what you've learned. Mm -hmm. And I know that, like, once you do something for so long, it just becomes natural. Oh, I look forward to it. Yeah. I'm like, what are we doing today? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. It's a good way to kickstart the day, too. And mm -hmm. actually, your brain, the first few hours when you wake up is when your brain is most able to hyper focus mm -hmm. so get it's all the good stuff use, in there mm -hmm. use science as your uh, advantage before you, instagram and all that oh yeah get, get that crap out of here we got to make games yeah. <laughs> and before them the, <laughs> before the memes just put that one hour in yeah you know and you can enjoy all the memes you want and exactly. like you were saying you have something to show for it if you follow courses to get a job course Rick says artifacts. You can use that to go to an interview and say, I can actually create this. 
this is my code this is what i did and you're set you might even get a job you never know this and challenge might help bonus points if you do like a video recording of every day that you're doing the 30 challenge or even like stream it if you want to keep yourself accountable then you have a whole video record of like your progression tape mm -hmm. so at the end you can say like i started here and now i'm here you yeah, know see there's a lot dang okay we, everybody do this challenge you'll be you'll be famous you'll be on a twitch stream you'll be set you get a job something will happen one of those things <laughs> yeah it has to it's like if you do enough work eventually it comes around yeah no that's facts i believe that it's yep. just proof you just do work and things will happen for you i promise you yep just keep swimming just keep swimming it's been great you inspired me today I i'm gonna get I... you a i'm gonna get you a vr headset kb like don't say that i'll, I'll we'll get one i'll get one we'll, we'll figure it out <laughs> we will no but, uh... we will but yeah, so I just want to say that this was awesome. If you guys aren't inspired by this podcast, I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, all the crypto stuff is a financial advice, but you should definitely Invest. follow up with Ben or Josh Leverage episode and learn more about it. If you want to know about Engine, check out Simon's episode. That one was a good one. But that that's was the one that got me into it. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, uh, and then, yeah, so I'll, thank you for coming on, Sonia. This has been amazing. And I like to end it off. It's a pleasure to be here. Of course. I like to end it off by handing the mic to you to doing last minute shout outs, quotes, tips, however you want to leave it off. You already said so many good things. So I don't know how you're going to top it, but thanks for coming on and the mic's all yours. Well, it is an honor to be here. Like I said, you guys are my favorite community when it comes to creating content for learners, for people who are just starting out from any level, beginner, advanced, everyone can always learn something from you and you're always welcoming and accepting new people. So thank you. Um, I want to give a big shout out to Drew, my mentor uh, at Ninja Multimedia, who gave me a chance when I was a terrible developer. And he said, you can do it. You can learn. Um, and I want to give a shout out to my team at Seek Now, all the work that they're doing in VR and AR. I can't wait till the things that we're working on can become readily available to all of you. So. Thank you guys for having me. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all courses at GameDev.tv or in the show notes at a discounted price. Get started with your game development journey today.